Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, everyone. It's the Mage and Payjack podcast. We are back together in the Mage same room. Mage and Payjack in the podcast? Yeah, no, literally. And in your ears. Absolutely. Exactly what it says on the tin. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's, we've had, a, we've had a, a, bit, a bit of a ships in the night kind of syndrome in recent weeks. But no, we're here. We're back. Um, we, we probably will take a, a little bit of a break in, over, the, over the coming weeks. We're going to mix things up a little bit. But we thought before we do, let's get back in the room. Let's catch up. Let's see what's going on. And look, as ever, let's kick things off with the purge. The purge. The purge. Um, Anything particularly you said? You now you did say to me you're in a really good mood at the moment. Actually, no, maybe you didn't say really. You said like, maybe it was like I well, think I think I'm okay. I'm decent. <laughs> I'm fine. I think I'm fine. Um, yeah, no, there's not really much pissing me off at the moment. How can anything really piss me off? We've, we're six times champions of Europe. I mean, that's kind of it, isn't it? I mean. Do we need to purge anything right yeah, now? Yeah, hundred percent. What do you need to purge? So, because that's fine. That's I'm done with Is that. It Boris Johnson. Oh my god! Oh my god! I can't. We're gonna do a short show, where we? Oh so my god! We'll I can't. leave Boris until we have a long show. He's a fucking gobshite. He is a massive gobshite. I, I. Do you know what he reminds me of? Oh, uh, where's old Gummidge? No, what? Right, do those Instagram girls who pretend to be thick so that you like them? Right. That yeah, he except he, he is thick, but it looks like he's pretending he to be is, thick. He is one of the most dangerous individuals walking the planet at the moment, and I don't mean in like a like Chuck Norris kind of way. Okay. I mean like no, no, careful. I mean more like because he's crafted this persona, this image of him being a bit daft and a bit oh wacky old Boris, like you've got like like your crazy old you know racist uncle. That's what he's. That's what he's like, and and and, it, and it's disarming. It, make, it makes people not see him as a threat, but he is a horrible a human veneer. being. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is, and yeah. I, I I can't believe that people can't see through it. No, because people people believe what they're told, and people are indoctrinated one way or the other. And I'm sure, look, you know, I'm sure people who, who take umbrage at all this will think we are, and, and, and vice versa. And, and maybe that's the case, of course. But I don't know. I, I just the some of the stuff that he's come out. Look, and we all exist in a world where, you know. Past quotes can come back to, to bite you and you can change as a person. I see no hint of any remorse in this man whatsoever. He very much has his set his, his opinions, his ethos, his goals, his beliefs, all those things. And he, he is he's one of those type of characters who is totally bought into his own hype and will 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 staunchly go to bat to, with, uh, to defend anything that he said instead in the past. Answer a question and listen, loads of politicians no, are the same no from from, from both sides, you know what I mean? But this guy is a career sort of he just passes the book. 
yeah. constantly and shields and moves it away and talks something else. You just have to watch him on television. I mean, any time a question is asked of him, he's the worst of the he, worst. He is looking at the current situation, how the world is and, and all the Trump stuff and how Farage has presented himself, and he is laughing his fucking blonde pubed cock off at, because he knows you can lie through you he did it he learned it you know he was part of that whole 350 million pounds to the nhs brexit bandwagon bullshit and he's realized that you could say whatever the fuck you want for as long as you want and whatever and if you if if, if people get upset by it you just deny it or you or you swear and eventually people forget. no one holds you to task over anything anymore especially in politics no you know they should be you know after all after that debacle look he disappeared you know he pulled him out of the limelight and him ended up toward you know in power not just prime minister but ended up as the leader of the Tory party was the most obvious thing in the fucking history of the world because he's been angling for it he's been driving towards that for years and him pulling himself out of the out of the running and the limelight a few a few years ago was all just <laughs> Part of the process, but it was May bringing them back in, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's all. But, but, it's, but her idea was he was supposed to go in there, prove that he was such a fucking buffoon that couldn't run anything, and then she could have sacked him quite happily. But the problem is, he's deflected for too long and too well that he just keeps passing the book. He's just, and you know, and he's unfortunately he's outlived even her in a political sense. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's just people don't pay attention to the to the fine print anymore, so people don't people aren't really interested. He, people know who he is. Like they had the the, the debates, and I swear the debates because there was nothing to be gained by me watching the leadership debates because not one of them is going to make I me feel happy about my life. So, but like, look at those, look at those faces and names. You're not. I mean, even without, if you're not going to do your research, which people don't, because that's how we've ended up with Brexit. You're gonna go on a cursory on, on a cursory glance, and ultimately you're just gonna go into a, you know, you're gonna you're gonna want the people who you, you recognise more than the people that you don't, unfortunately, because that's how simple things. Well, the that's problem, how people the, the, view the problem life. is, I think a lot of the time we make these snap judgments, don't we? Mm -hmm. And we judge people by their looks and by the colour of their skin, and whether you like it or not, we make these blink decisions. A great book, Malcolm Gladwell, Blink, I talk about it all the time. It tells you to understand why you thin slice, why you can look at something and you feel like you know something, and there are good thin slicing and there's bad thin slicing. And the problem that we've got at the moment is somebody like a Jeremy Hunt probably would have been, for Tories, a very good Tory party leader in a different time. Mm -hmm. But what people are looking for right now is a different type of leadership and you looked at that panel who was sat there and who was the one that looked different to all the others yeah. that guy who looks like he's just been in the pub with me last week yeah. and all that type of stuff that's what Boris Johnson looks like he yeah. looks like somebody who's a completely different political entity yeah. to what we're seeing now the problem is he's the worst of the lot mm -hmm. but he just ha so happens to have ste stepped himself slightly to the side and everybody seems to be on the bandwagon it's mental and you know what the worst mental. thing about it. That absolute fucking gobshite, David Cameron coming out of the woodwork all of a sudden. Where the fuck have you been, David? Where have you been, you utter knob scallop? Dropped the country into complete disarray and then fucking liked it for three years. And then he's coming back up giving his two pence and stuff. Fuck off. Fuck off, you massive knobhead. Um, this wasn't even what I was going to purge, Chris. I was going to purge. <laughs> Just to lighten the tone because I can't. Um, right, the reaction around the Women's World Cup. Because here's the thing, right? 
I um, I've watched about four seconds of the Women's World Cup, and that's not because I have a strong opinion one way or the other. <coughs> I, I I follow the Liverpool men's team, and I follow occasionally like major international tournaments, the Euros, World Cup, or whatever. But I'm on me so it's me summer holidays. I've switched off from 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 all football together. I'm trying to spend time with my family, so more football. Trying to justify watching football in my off time, eh, eh, it's not gonna happen. So I'm fine, but I've got no no opinion one way. If I had time, I probably would would watch a bit more of it. I'd watch more of Afcon. I'd watch more of uh, Copper America. It's the people who take to social media to say to post things like, and you go on about a pay gap. When they watch it, or or they go on to slaughter the quality of women's football, it's like, mate, who's asked? What what kind of fucking weird human being do you have to be? Why are you watching it for the start? You know, if you don't like it, don't watch it. You know, it's a, a common mantra across life. But it's people who, go, who, who actively go out there and go like, you know, women, women are shit at football, blah blah blah. Women aren't shit at football, but also no one sat there saying that the the, the, the the level of the women's game is is at the same level as the as, as the peak of the men's game. It's not because it's got what decades and decades to, to go and catch up in terms of all the resources, the coaching, the training, the Money. facilities, all of that stuff that comes with it. It's miles off, and and that's just it's. I I don't watch. Conference footy and go, e this is shit. I, it's conference footy. You know, it, it is what it is. You either enjoy it or you don't. And I, I you know, some of the things really don't fall. And you look it. at it and you think to yourself, I don't mind as long as the sport is competitive. Mm. It doesn't matter the level. Like two conference teams going against each other in a competitive game of something. Mm. It's sound. It's a competitive game of football. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I actually disagree that the level's poor anyway. Yeah. I watched the, I've only watched the England-Japan game, so people will have watched more games than me. I thought the triangles and stuff like that that England were playing were absolutely superb. When all I'd heard in the build-up to that Japan game was that they were the passing team and they were going to be superb. England were fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, absolutely brilliant. And it was just like watching... And yeah. it, guess what? It is. It's just fucking football. It is you know what I mean? Football. It's mad. Yeah, I know. I, I just, all those things. The, 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 I mean, some of it, some of it's real because, again, this is the society we live in where people with just sensitively, the kind of opinions that you would never vocalize because if you vocalize them out loud, someone with a sense of rationality would go, shut up, you tit. And you'd never say it again because that's how you're meant to learn about, you know, life and the, and the world is by being in, in, in physical, you know, proximity to normal people. Um, because of social media, it means that you've got a platform for saying moronic things and then absolutely no recourse to, you know, to, to, to learn anything better. So the casual sexism that gets getting done, or the overt sexism, again, the people who do it because they know the reaction they're going to get, just the worst. Just the absolute worst. I keep pulling down to it. If you care about something, boss, and I, I hate the fact that it's be people just like to go on and they see it's popular because it's it's permeating into people's timelines, and so and it, they feel like you feel like you need to come out like I I you know I watched thirty games live on the telly last season, therefore I'm perfectly in, in a situation to judge the quality. And the people who are like e, they should be getting back in the kitchen. Oh my god, like it's what what. What? It's not even funny. Like it's not like you know. We all, everyone has those moments in their own little private circles where you you share an inappropriate joke amongst your friends, and you might get a little laugh here and there. It's the most basic, like, uh, like. Oh my god! Yeah, it drives me. It drives me to despair. Absolutely drives me to despair. I I'm made up that the women's World Cup's getting some getting some brilliant attention. You're getting to see. You're getting to see some boss plays, getting to see some decent quality football, 
Okay, the levels are up and down depending on the nation and and, and what their resources have been, but also in terms of the coverage and and all that kind of stuff. I do you know what I I learned uh, watching the Women's World Cup that the rules have changed in football that you don't have to pass it out of the air as a goalkeeper anymore. Oh, did you not know about this? No, no. I have no idea. Yeah. No idea. I I was happened and I was like, why do the women get to do that? Yeah. yeah. Why do the women get to the do that? So I was like, that's boss. They've changed it's the goalkeeper. They've changed the goalkeeper one, haven't they? Should they do for penalties? So because they, 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 they went it? to change it, so you couldn't move. You've never been able to move off your line, by the way. But then it's just so you couldn't move along your line and you couldn't make contact with the bo- the pokes. It's bollocks. They'll, they'll see, uh, you know they've they've made an amendment now, haven't they? Which is great. Which let's be honest, if it's done that, these tournaments and throw this in with like the uh, Confederations Cup and all those other random international tournaments where they try all these things out before it comes to the football that I care about. You know, great because if they've established that this is a shit idea beforehand, Liverpool don't win the Champions league in 2005 if Jesse Dudek is made to stand still and not come off his line he saves like two of those penalties because about two metres off, off, off his goal line before the ball's even kicked um, but yeah there's there's a few mad rules which I think maybe we'll do some a bit, a bit on closer to the start of the season but um, yeah it's, it's, it's bomb is that, so that passing my, out the area thing my, my page is probably why do people think the transfer window has to be exciting <laughs> Well, well, like I've seen this so often on on Redman videos on Twitter, and it's like it's not exciting. It shouldn't be, should it? Should it be? I don't know. Are we at that stage where football has to excite you for twelve months a year now? <laughs> yeah, Twenty-four hours. I mean, day, is this what we're at now? That like, hang on a minute, it's not exciting enough. Hang on a minute, lad. We're not, like, it's it's fucking June still. But it, for a start, yeah, you know, the transfer window's been open. Yeah, we're not allowed to register players. All the big leagues around Europe, the other big leagues, their transfer windows haven't Everyone's opened. Yeah, the, the most exciting tournament. thing, and I put this on Twitter of the last transfer window was Fabinho because we didn't bore ourselves yeah. beforehand. Yeah. I mean, Fakir, if he'd have signed, I'd have hated him. Yeah. Because all I'd have heard all summer long was fucking his name. Yeah. And then as soon as he'd signed, I'd be like, oh my God, Fakir, you better be fucking good. Because yeah. if you're shit and I've had to put up with your name and speak about you every day for the last whatever feels like me life, I would be, my head would be... See, I it was 10 times worse because Liverpool didn't sign him. We then had uh, uh, the next eight months of people talking about him like he was this messianic figure who was the, the Kenny Dalglish, the second coming, who was going to guide Liverpool to all, all, all conquering and, and, and glory. But I get you the point. Uh, funny enough, I, I was talking about this yesterday. It's because social media has uh, uh, is a knock-on effect of the 24-hour news cycle. And people, uh, look, uh, for whatever it is, during the football season, you do become addicted, you know, and it becomes a massive part of your life. So there's always news, there's always stuff, there's always to react to, and people who don't necessarily have people face to face they can talk to about it. Twitter's a great outlet for it, YouTube comments, etc. So they go on there for there to have someone to engage with on these topics. When the football season ends, bump. If you're not into another sport, so if you say you're like me and you're not into any other particular type of football or any other really into any other type of sport. But this is a massive thing in your life. For me, it's a blessed relief to not have loads of football to talk about. I'm made up. But if you if that's a big part of your life and you don't have other interests, well, you've just got this hole. And what's happened now? The transfer window has been hyped up to be this thing. So you've just got constant conversation. I'm seeing people start questioning the players and start questioning this and this. It's like, honestly, have a holiday. Just have a break. Just have a break from it all. Because you've other sports. That's what I do. do oh, go to fix, go to flicks. Try some new telly series. That's what I get. Get a new game. Get a new PlayStation game. Do do whatever. Have a have a break. It's fucking exhausting. And it's get it's. You know what? We're getting into that 
pointing to the year now where it's going to get worse. <laughs> and, and I'm already pissed off and it's barely open. You know, the season's ended three weeks ago. <laughs> Liverpool are European champions and I'm pissed off with people fucking going on about transfers already. Yeah. You know, and then we're going well, to we're gonna have Jim White back on our screens every day soon. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's going to be a clock in the corner of Sky Sports counting down to deadline day's window slamming shut Absolutely. because that's what it does and more Jim White and more Jim White and more Jim White and then there's going to be fellas for Sky Sports stood outside grounds with the walking dead behind them <laughs> waiting for a crumb of evidence of a transfer yeah. and a purple but dildo even, sighting but, but I mean even, this is just fucking ridiculous but it's not football even. that I like yeah not even anymore because it's now this uber sanitised version because of the purple dildo where they're all hidden behind the walls in the training camps and all that kind of stuff so there's not even any of that it doesn't even build up towards anything interesting and now of course it, start, it ends before the season starts which is fine and blah 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 the the thing that's worth the thing that's where i'm fine with it it's not it's not actually stressing me out in the slightest <coughs> is because liverpool don't need to buy anyone particularly be nice if they did and liverpool yeah would make a case they'd be the five it would if i was an arsenal fan or a united fan or a chelsea fan more double to a chelsea fan because it's just like literally being pressed up it's like a charlie <laughs> bucket being pressed up against the window looking at the wonka bars going are they Love one of them. Wouldn't mind a golden ticket, mate. Um, but, uh, you know, all these clubs who were desperate for signings, we're, we're all right. We won the European Cup. We got 97 points in the league. Even if the worst were to happen, we'll, we'll all be fine. But, yeah, it, it, you can see it all, the anxiety and the stress and all that. I'm watching Mark Goldbridge, bless him, um, reacting to things and them spending, them talking about spending £80 million on Harry Maguire. And I'm sat back laughing my tits off because... We don't have to worry about any of those things. It feels like we finally we have we've clawed ourselves out of that bracket now, yeah. and we're looking at Real Madrid and Barcelona and what they're doing. Harry Maguire, imagine if they spent eighty million pounds on Harry Maguire. He's fine. He's a good defender. Yeah, we were talking about it on the Reds News Show on the on the website for Redmen, and I actually have you know, City have been linked with him as well. Yeah. And I think that if Harry Maguire goes to Manchester United, he flops, and if Harry Maguire goes to Manchester City, he's absolutely sound. Yeah, and perfectly fine. Yeah, he's just a, he's a, he's just a defender, isn't he? He's a good, def- he's a good Premier League defender. But yeah, and all this stuff I, I find really, really amusing because again, from the first time getting to look and, and and laugh at it all. I mean, I get to be interested in the European markets for the first time in ages. Real Madrid's, Barcelona's, Bayern Munich's business is my business. Great, love that. Got an interest. They're in all that. coming at the Best king, aren't they? Next season, oh, you know what I mean? Trying to take shots and knock out Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, and then everyone else that's not Man City, it's like they're nowhere near Liverpool, and it's just watching them pay these super, super inflated fees for players who, let's be honest, particularly Man United, who haven't got a fucking clue what to do. They've got no. That, that get, get video of plan. me and Housen is going to go mental if they sign Harry Maguire for eighty million. Hundred percent. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, let's move on. We we we've obviously we said we're gonna we're gonna mix things up in in the coming weeks. We promised that we we were gonna do loads of interesting, exciting things, and we've just been doing the podcast, which has been great. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Thought we'd have a little bit of a chinwag <laughs> over what we what we kind of want to do. We we've we've had a few of these a few of these chats and conversations, and I thought what well, I wanted to whet people's appetite for just what's in our heads. I've, how much of this stuff we're ever gonna make? I, I have no idea, but we're gonna try our best, uh, and we're gonna see what we can do and develop along the way. I want to know a couple of things. I want to know who you're, if you've got like a top three for dream interviews in all of the world, <laughs> currently alive. Okay, sounds. Um, Peyton Manning, okay. probably not going to interest you too much. That'll be a Payjack and Manning um, <laughs> podcast. Um, Who's Peyton Manning? He was a quarter. I don't know who he is, correct. He's a quarter. Is he better or worse than Tom Brady? It depends. I mean, he's worse. 
okay. because he's a, he's got two rings as opposed to six. Okay. Um, but he's he's up there with Tom Brady as the best For quarterback me, yeah. of all time. Yeah, I think because he's still playing. Brady. No, gone. Okay. Um, so I'd I'd badly want to interview somebody like him. Um, no, we do one. Jürgen Klopp. Jürgen Klopp. Cross your fingers and toes. Yeah. A one-on-one with Jürgen Klopp. Mm. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, the um, double cross your fingers, toes, and ears. Oh. Um, we'll see. Um, How yeah. did you know my toes were crossed? <laughs> they always are. Yeah, they always are. Sometimes they're not. And then they are. And then they're not. And then they are. Um, yeah, I um, I, I've, been, I've been thinking about this, and I, I, I've been drawing up lists for years on on these things. I've had like people from all over, all over diff, different walks and diff, disciplines in life, and somebody like I say, the one of the dream people would be Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. Like, there's loads of interesting people in the wrestling industry. Like, I've just started listening to Chris Jericho's podcast, which is really, which is really cool. He's just done one with um, Dustin Rhodes, who was Gold Dust, like. I love the called shoot interviews and it's basically when wrestlers just go off book and just start telling all like the secrets behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff I always find that fascinating um, but Vince is the one like the man who's just literally set wrestling up for, for better or for worse and he's just because you hear so many conflicting stories about him so many people go what a massive knobhead and then other people go he's an absolute genius and everyone always says like they thank him profusely for all Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. All that he's good he's done, but then go, right, now that I've done all the thanking, oh, my God, he, all, here's, all, here's the list of shit. He sounds like the, be, like the ultimate best, worst boss of all time. He'd make you the fortune, but... You would just have constant stories about how, how so yeah, being able to pick Vince McMahon's brain would be genuinely one of the most interesting experiences, I think. Conor McGregor for me. Conor, Conor McGregor, Conor would, McGregor be would be fascinating. Interesting. You know, because, listen, he's, he's, had, he's had such a mad life, hasn't he? Everyone knows about all his UFC stuff and, you know, boxing and then moving on to that and the stuff that he's had with his wife and the alleged 
misdemeanors that he's had outside of his <laughs> marriage and all that type of stuff. And so I think I think he'd be a really interesting one, and it'd be fucking hilarious because he's just an absolute crankly. Yeah. The um, I've I've been mentally. I've been weighing this up recently because I've been listening to loads of old Oasis and Noel Gallagher was always my musical hero. Um, but I can't, I'm, I'm at a stage now where I don't know who I'd rather interview because I never really liked Liam because Liam was more, you know, he's just a bit brash and they're both scowls, but he was obviously a bit bit more of it. Whereas the more and more I see it, I'm like, Liam Gallagher would be a fascinating interview and I've seen plenty of really interesting interviews with him. Noel, I have, I have been writing the opening questions to a Noel Gallagher interview for the last 20, 20 years, maybe. And it gets more... Because what I've always wanted to know cause about from like the Gallagher brothers is... Because I followed their careers so intensely, particularly in the early days. I, used to, I was a, a rabid Oasis collector, like finding random bootleg Remember, CDs. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a story how there was the great... There was the Justice Court concert at Anfield where, like, all the best bands of the 90s pretty much played Anfield, like the Manic Street Preachers, Dodgy, etc., etc. And, um, and I was going to buy a ticket, but instead bought the Japanese import single for Some Might Say, because it had two tracks on it that didn't have Bad Call. Um, less than not, because they're not on Spotify, but all the same. Um, so I, you know, obsessed. But, like, they had some of the opinions and stuff they've said down the years, I'd be fascinated to know, like, how they, slate, they slated the drummer on the... Uh, like, Tony McCallum, who was the original drummer... But in hindsight, he drummed on all the best songs. I'd love to know whether they still stand by all, all that kind of stuff. Like, and you know, to get beyond the fucking bullshit and bluster that they've always had over the years, because I think they've gotten used, they've been, they've become caricatures of themselves to some extent. I think it'd be interesting. Who else you got? Uh, my Tyson's always a, a, Tyson. a, a <laughs> fucking real interesting one. Again, I mean. I mean, I don't know what you're getting out of him, but you're probably getting fireworks out of him, aren't you? I think, you know, you'd need to do a lot of research. You know, I'd like to go back and watch all of his early fights and all that type of stuff, as, as of course you would. But, there, he, like, he was the biggest name in sports in the world, and he was the absolute best in the world at what he did for a period of time. And he came into it in a mad era and stuff like that, when heavyweight boxing was the biggest fight in sports in the world and stuff. So, yeah, I think he'd be a really interesting interview. The, um, um, an outside one? I've always yeah, Edgar Wright is probably my favorite one of me if not my favorite director, certainly one of my favorite directors. It's all I'm obsessed with people who, 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 who he he made Spaced the series when he was like 26, I think, which is just which is astonishing to me. You know when you see these people and he's got such a great such a great vision. He's such a you guys love to know his story behind how Ant Man how his vision of Ant Man never got off. You know how Marvel let him go and all that kind of stuff. And but they're the ones where you you could tie in a conversation like sitting him down with um, Sam Pegg mm -hmm. would be would be absolutely would be would be massively fascinating. And I'm trying to think the the last ones a couple of random ones like Dave Grohl would, would give anything to have a, have, have a proper sit down with him. And as a random one from like the world a couple from the world of comics. Alan Moore, who created Watchmen and V for Vendetta. I've chatted to him. I, I ran, randomly bumped into him when I was working in the tavern <laughs> and had a five-minute conversation with him, which was glorious. But he's a proper recluse and a hermit, and he doesn't do interviews. But he's like, he lives in Northampton, and he basically never leaves Northampton. And it's like, I'd be prepared to doorstep him if I had to to try to try and get it. But like, the, one of the probably the, an, an absolute yeah, an absolute genius. Because uh, I remember he wrote, and I, I spoke to him about this, in the back of V for Vendetta, 
about his process and how he'd wake up some days and he'd write a script and it'd be done in two hours and he'd send it off to print and, it, and, it, and it'd be done. And other days he'd be working 15 hours, he'd have 100 drafts screwed up and chucked in the bin and he'd collapse in his chair and be like, I'm not good enough to do this. And you're like, if someone who is acclaimed as being the greatest of all time of, of writers has those days... Like how interesting mm. it's always that because we see the veneer of people, don't we? And out and like the the the, the persona. You we, see the we, body of work that's yeah. been put out and there. the ped, and the pedestal that they're on, and you never quite get to see. The, the the bad days are always more interesting. The days when they go and claim all their accolades or whatever. Any more? Bradley Wiggins. Ooh, not um, Armstrong. Ooh. Lance Armstrong. Yeah, that would be a good shout. I think more from the British point of view, he's obviously the first Grand Tour winner um, f- as an Englishman, first winner of the Tour de France. Um, now, obviously, you've had all the drug stuff going on as well, quite interesting. Um, how his relationship with Chris Froome was, seeing after how Chris Froome's sort of career went after that. Another guy I'd really love to interview because I don't think... Uh, I watched the show on Netflix. Um, my next guest needs no introduction. Oh, who's the main interviewer on that? Fletman. Yeah. Um, so he interviewed Lewis Hamilton, mm-hmm. and I didn't think it was a good interview, and I'd like to do an interview with Lewis Hamilton where they actually talk about him yeah. and his life. Um, because, again, you know, the thing with Lewis Hamilton is he's the best in the world at what he does. He may go down as one of the greatest ever, maybe even go down as greater than Michael Schumacher and Ayrton Senna, and yet he's a massively polarising figure, which is I find interesting because all the people that we've spoken about he's more like Vince McMahon yeah. in that he, so many people just hate him mm-hmm. and there are a section of people that love him most of the time when you get to the top like think of like Roger Federer or you know think of these Tiger Woods people just love him even mm-hmm. though he's had his misdemeanours and yeah. stuff like that whereas Lewis Hamilton throughout his career has never never been able to do that plus the fact that he was a black guy breaking into a white guy sport first of all when it started just a really interesting story okay well right we've got a little bit of time left I want to do something I, 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 I've kind of developed this as we've been talking so I apologise you know I love throwing things throwing, throwing wild cards in there we've been talking about ideas that we're going to do for random content on the mm-hmm. channel we're going to do this in, 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 in the elevator pitch format, <coughs> okay. which is like 30 yeah. seconds, 45 seconds to pitch each other ideas for content. Okay. And well, well, yeah, we're going to pitch the viewers as well. Sure. Before we do that, I'm going to need a camera reposition and I'm going to need you to stand up with me. Okay. Let's do that one last. <laughs> Sad. Um, have you got any others in the, in the meantime? Um, well, Stay tuned for that, by the way. <laughs> um, I suppose first and foremost is something that I mentioned to you before we filmed, is so many times over the years we've had, people have asked us questions and the question that comes up more than most is who, who would you, what would your dinner party be? Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of want to do a fucking dinner party, to be honest with yeah. you. Like a, a, a grey day, Kenny Dalglish, uh, Jürgen Klopp, Rafa Benitez. Sounds. Dinner party where we'll cook them the dinner, we'll entertain them just like come down with me. We're not even expected to go to their house, but yeah. they, can, they can vote if they want to vote and they can give us a thousand pounds at the end of it if they want to give us a thousand pounds at the end of it. But genuinely, how many times have people said that to us? Yeah. Who's your dinner party? Yeah. Let's just fucking do the dinner party. Yeah, let's. Big time, let's just go for it. Let's get some fucking European Cup winners and have a dinner with them and a little bit of a scran. You can be the Turkish dancer uh, and we'll be good to go. Where's this Turkish dancer thing come from? It came into my mind and now it's stuck there. Okay, shout. Okay, cool. Can we do like the Greek dancer thing, just smash plates on the floor? Oh, you know what I'm really good at? Hula hooping. 
We basically just get stuck on the hips. You have got the hip. You have got the hips. It just gets stuck there. No, but you've got like... It doesn't go round. Sneak hips page, I don't think so. I bet you... My mum, though, I tell you what. Really? She can actually hula hoop. Brenda's a a great day hula hooper. like, honestly, mate, (laughs) you just wouldn't believe it. Fantastic. I I know I genuinely would. She's amazing. I genuinely would believe Brenda. You know, she's a a wag, isn't she? You've got to have those skills. She was a wag. She was indeed. Um, Okay. The series... Is called Sound or Bell End. I pick the biggest bell ends or perceived bell ends in the world of the media, whatever, and you sit down and you ask them the question Are you sound or are you a bell end? And I want to know genuinely whether these human beings are, is it all a facade or are they genuine bell ends? Some of the obvious topics for conversation or guests for conversation Piers Morgan. It appears, hi Piers, are you a bell end or are you sound? Jeremy Clarkson. Jeremy, hi, welcome, sit down. I really want to know, are you a bellend or are you sound? Because I think these guys are probably massive bellends, but I want, I just always interested to know whether they perceive themselves. You see it from people online and that, and it's their haters going to hate. P- people tend to hate people who are, who are hate-worthy. Hate I like you know, that, I, find I like that. that as a show. So yeah, hey, bell, whatever it was called, bellend or sound. Yeah. That'll do. Um, okay, Chris and Paul. Strive to become professional wrestlers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds. Just that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. That's all we need to do. I, we've we had, need we've, to have people. We need yeah. to know people who are in the wrestling industry. If you know anybody in the UK wrestling scene, then please do let us know their contact details. We're going to get them to train us up as professional wrestlers. Then we are going to produce a fight of the night caliber WrestleMania performance I for want... you guys as content. Have that. I am going. I'm going to hold Machin over my head and throw him over the ropes. I mean that's absolutely not going to happen um but no we have been back we've been back and forth on this phrase and i i genuinely love this is one of my favorite ideas that i think we've ever envisaged going to training laying out not just like a you know like we used to do in school do it with moves and 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 (coughs) ultimately when i see the andy kaufman stuff with jerry lawler from back in from back in the day it's in the man in the moon film with, with jim carrey like being able to i want i want a feud against um, the grizzled young veterans. I want to. I want to feud against Zach Gibson because he gives this country and he gives this city a bad name. We need some proper scousers being represented. He's a fucking wall, and um, and he needs us to go and basically get our heads kicked in by him. That would be genuinely amazing. No, I, I, I am, I am one hundred percent bang up for that. Um, I would like. To be shot out of a cannon. <laughs> Paul and Chris wait, 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 do the circus. I would like to shoot Paul out of a cannon. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. Um, so I don't. So I don't have to go to monkey tennis straight off the back. Let me see what we got. Oh, yeah, here's one. The horrible clothing challenge. What's that? Just dresses Bailey for a day. Dresses Bailey for a day. We've noticed this because we. we what, what's the <coughs> website called? Depop. Depop. I wasn't aware of this, but you can buy some of the worst clothes known to men, uh, a man on and woman on there, in fact. And I like the idea of buying an item of clothing and having to wear it for a, and having to wear it for a week. Solidly. Okay. It's not one of my better ideas. 
If, right, my my pitch from here on in are pretty much all uh, reg- around the idea that Paul doesn't like to do certain things in his life. Um, things Fish. like... We're going fishing, aren't we? We're going fishing. Um, I can't imagine that you'd enjoy Tough Mudder. Yeah. Okay, we're doing a Tough Mudder, and we're going to have cameras on, and it's just going to be the two of us. There's no, there's no team. It's just me and you, okay. and we can't have help from anybody else. Right. And, and some of these obstacles are incredibly difficult. As a, as a veteran who needed a lot of help <laughs> to get over some of these obstacles, I just think we may never leave the place. Yeah. We will have, we, our GoPros will run out of batteries. Yeah. Um, we will have to pay for somebody to go with us, Tom, um, to film it. Um, but I do feel like us doing a tough mother could be could be content gold. I've got okay. Shit top gear challenge. Yeah. We've got to set a budget for so it was inspired by that guy who bought a forty pound car yeah, and yeah, took yeah, it to Madrid. Yeah, buy a fifty pound car, drive it to a, a open racetrack somewhere, mm-hmm. and you've got to drive and, and it's got to be able to get you back home as well. For the fifth, for the fifty pound budget. So not only okay, okay. So you've got to get to the race, win the race, to, got to race, yeah, each other, yeah. Not, not kill ourselves, not kill the car, and then get home, and then get home. Well, can I, can I uh, see you and raise you? Okay. Right. You got a fifty pound budget to buy your car. Uh huh. We're going old school with what we used to do when I was about seventeen, eighteen years old, and you're going to have to race to the racetrack using a roads. And mm-hmm. maps, and you're allowed one person in your car to help you read the map. So the race is actually paused, and you you, you take a time to get there. So you, the, it's in three parts. So okay. you, to the racetrack is one part of the race. The race itself is another part of the race, and then you've got to go home with the maps and the B roads and no sat navs and all that type of stuff. And of course, because we're sensible guys, you can't break the speed. Alone, so first, first to win, get first to the racetrack, fastest at the racetrack, first home. Yeah. I like that. I <laughs> really, like, I really like the idea of that. Um, <coughs> okay, Paul and Chris dance school. Yeah, no, I'm in. We yeah, have yeah, to. I'm, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. Like, we have to recreate. We have to uh, 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 recreate a, a, an epic dance scene from Torval and Dean Paul. Oh, well, like, yeah. Oh, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Sure, yeah. Do the bolero, bale- bale- the bale- or whatever. <laughs> Who's lifting who here? I'm going to have to lift you. I think you're to your base. I'm going to have to lift you, but I, I've got no... I, I've got no... Well, do you think you could land? <laughs> yeah, I'd land. Gravity says I'm landing. On the skates. <laughs> yeah, no. no, no, no. I'm not coming back. I'm coming back with no fingers and thumbs. See, I can skate. I skate. Yeah, oh, I yeah. can skate. Mm. Uh, when I was the last skate. time you skated or I skate? Ooh. Probably 2002, 2003. Okay, yeah. So it's 17 years since you've last ice skated. Hey, mate. Skated. Listen. You never forget. It's like, it's like riding, riding a, a bike. bike. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like riding a bike at all. Um, okay. I, uh, the last Paul one. Paul and Chris do a stage of the Tour de France. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. 280 kilometres up mountains. Uh, I'm thinking uh, Von Tu is, is the stage. Literally one of the hardest mountains in the Tour de France. Um, I think that would be good. And the kicker for charity, of course. Why not? I mean, nah. <laughs> forget that. We'll just do it for us. Um, last one. Movies, greatest fights recreated. Matrix style 
choreography. Yes. Yeah. With recreating in the, in, a, in the best way possible the I- iconic fight scenes from movie history. I'm open to suggestions on, on on that. I mean, some of it, you know, we're not going. We've we're not done going one CGI. already, haven't we? Have to we? be fair, yeah, we've done one of the Star Wars ones. Oh, we, we, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a bit more about that in future videos. Um, yeah, <laughs> after I pulled it down from YouTube, I want your elevator pitches to us. Tweet at the Paul Machen and at Mr Blood Red. Elevator. If you can't fit your concept idea in one tweet, then it's getting thrown out immediately. And you know we'll save them and in coming weeks we'll, we'll choose some of the best and we'll read some out in future in future podcasts as well. Oh, oh, one more. Can we create great iconic television scenes? So uh, the one that I, I don't know why I do you know why there's a, there's a thing of paint over there that I can see just off camera um, is the royal is the, no it's the royal family where they um, where they decorate in the dining room slash living room do you remember no, never Brilliant. Royal family. well I, I watched it but never it was never my cup of tea Karen. wow it's fine shocking yeah. genuinely shocked yeah genuinely shocked northern I I, I, I really am shocked yeah. um, what would you pick. As a, as like, a scene re- to recreate. Yeah, like, or oh, maybe, like, getting the couch down the stairs or up the stairs in Friends, whichever <laughs> one it was. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, something, something. something just great, great scenes, yeah. iconic scenes from television. Yeah. I couldn't think, off the top of my head, I couldn't think. There's, I, there's a scene in Night Rider where he jumps on top of the car. And, and, and has to climb from the top of the car in, inside the car. I'd probably die doing it, but uh, I'd love to do that. That's it. I was, I've been looking into classic TV cars. <coughs> I'm, I'm looking to buy a new car, and I, and I realised that if I had, a, if I had a, 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 what could I, I know what I want, and I know how much it costs. So now I know how much it costs. It's like, what else can you buy for that amount of money? And I realised I could buy the Knight Rider car, <laughs> basically for a very similar amount of money. And then it's is incognito, is incognito matron again. Yeah, what can you, what can you, what can you do? Uh, so yeah, there you go. Um, yes. Send tweeters in your elevator pitches for MXP content for MXP content, or you can do it in the comment section underneath this on the YouTube channel. Um, thank you very much for this. Can I give you my elevator pitch now? The the wide cam elevator oh, pitch. Okay, yes, go on. So if you if you if you if you listen to this in the podcast, this is not going to make sense. You have to go over to the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash c forward slash Jack. Go on. What what are we doing? Just lift that camera up there. Lift that camera. up. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 